Here we go. Broadcasting from Edmonton's majestic used hubcap district. I just can't pull off a onesie. No, neither can I. Uh-huh. Uh, that's not good. Kids today with their inline skates and their long boards that roll over everything. Totally weird and wild. It works, but it's weird. You know what's underrated? Ravioli. God, that's awful. It smells like smoke coming off someone's ass. I guess I'm getting the vibe here that a lot of people had these lofty dreams and no one lived up to them. I get that feeling, too. Oh, it's so good to laugh again. I can God, do people not know I'm at work? The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. You're actually going to call them recommendation? Yeah. Let's spit out a recommendation for the week. Oh, you're saving one syllable. I hate that. My recos. I hate that even more. No, the worst though for me, and I've talked about this before, is people who just can't put the final syllable on delicious. Delish. Mm. Oh. You know, I've, I don't like delish either, but the one I find more offensive is yummers. Yeah. Yummers. Grown, grown-ups should not say yummers. No. Like, if you're a toddler, great. But you're not a toddler. You have a beard. Yeah. <laughs> Once you're old enough to drive a car, you have yeah. to stop saying things like yummers, delish, anything yeah. like that. There are people old enough to vote and to choose the leadership of this nation who say yummers. <laughs> I don't like that idea. Unironically. Yeah. Hey, I'm Garner. That's Bryce. We uh, host a radio show in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada on Sonic 1029. You can find us online, sonic1029.com. Yeah, look for us on the FM dial. (laughs) Good morning. And that's how we talk on the radio show, like this. Lost pet announcements coming coming up on the ones. I talk like this in my real life, too. I think everyone appreciates it. Mm -hmm. Good morning. Uh, are we doing uh, recommendations, not recos, not recommendation? Yes. Every Friday we like to do recommendations where we just kind of, I don't know, tip our hats at things that we've seen or heard lately that... Oh, I thought we were playing tastemaker. <laughs> I thought we were the ones setting the tone. I like to, in my head we are. Yeah. In reality, probably less so. What have you got this week? A movie, a TV show? I have, what do I have? Oh, had, you can't even remember. I had two things. One is a TV show. Okay. Maybe they're, oh, no, they're both TV things. Oh, great. Never mind. <laughs> Who has a lot of spare time? Bryce I Kelly. do. Uh, mine's a movie. Okay. So I went and saw that Elvis, Baz, oh. Baz Luhrmann. Yes. I loved it. But it's one of those movies where I go, do I recommend this to people? I, I don't care about Elvis. I really... Like, he was before my time. I remember when he died. I do remember where I was. I was just a kid at the time. But I remember all the grown-ups suddenly seemed really, really sad. But I don't really, like, I don't relate to his music. It's not really a part of my past. Yeah, it's not the music for me, but I can appreciate his standing and the history of yeah. you know, rock music and yeah. just music in general. Exactly. So I don't know whether to recommend this or not, but I'm going to because I loved it. I also loved the movie Moulin Rouge, which is a musical. Okay. But at the time, I kind of went to that movie and I'm like, I just got my mind blown. I don't know what I just watched, but I loved that. Moulin Rouge was done by Baz Luhrmann, the guy that does the Elvis movie. Oh, I didn't know that. Same guy. So it's very, it's stylish to look at. There's lots going on on the screen at all times. Right. Plus, the music never stops. There's always music playing in the background, every scene. It's like watching a giant music video. And I think, like, style-wise, I don't know if someone's grandma, 
who was a hardcore Elvis fan. I don't know if she's going to appreciate the movie because it looks a little weird and you kind of have to follow along at times. It's right. not super complex, but what a sad story. Like his life was actually, you know, obviously he wrote a rocket to fame and stardom, but he just became a money tree and everybody was shaking the money tree. Interesting. Yeah. That, I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah. I was, I could tell it was either going to be really good or really bad. Cause I remember watching the trailers and Tom Hanks is in it. Who plays his manager? Yeah. Uh, Colonel Tom Parker. Yeah. And for the movie, he wears a fat suit and I couldn't tell watching the trailer. I'm like, is that a good fat suit or a bad one? I can't You know tell. what's really good? Like I love Tom Hanks. He yes. has never let me down. He's probably my favorite actor. But there were times watching that movie where I forgot completely that that was Tom Hanks. Like, he has a very thick accent. Yeah. So it was, I don't know, like, he Tom Hanks did a great job. And the young guy who played Alvis was phenomenal. Austin Butler, I think is his name. Handsome. Holy crap. Alvis, even if you look at young Alvis, like the photos of the real Alvis when he was young, that was a good-looking man. Oh, yeah, he could get it. Oh, yeah, he was. He's, <laughs> and <laughs> the guy who plays him in the movie, this young guy, he... Like, I bought right into it. I bought right into him as Elvis. Even when you see him now, like, they finished filming this ages ago. And yeah. You look at him now, like, he has not lost that kind of Elvis swag. I think his hair is kind of still a similar way. Yeah. He now, bought in. Uh, the only downside, and I was talking about this on the radio show today, We so it's assigned seating now. You book your seat online. We thought, my beautiful bride and I, we thought, we're going to try those seats right kind of behind the entrance when you come up the ramp into the theater. Oh, yeah. Behind the little pony wall. Because you have no one in front of you. Yes. And I thought, ah, oh, this is going to be great. We're going to put our feet up on the wall. We're going to lean. No, because there's not enough room in front of you to put your feet up on the wall. <laughs> and that w we're not tall enough for those seats, as it turns out. So about the bottom third of the screen was missing for us. Oh, but because it was assigned seating, we moved once. Then those people came in and they're like, hey, you're in our seats. So we moved again, happened to get, we had to move a third time. And I ended up in the power seat, which is a fantastic seat in most That's the one right at the top of the stairs where you just, you can lay right back and put your feet on the stairs. So I grabbed that seat, but the seat was sloped forward so much that by the end of the movie, all the blood had rushed to my face because I was leaning forward so hard the whole time. And like, I'd take a sip of pop and it would just fall out of my mouth. Probably fainted in the lobby. Probably. Yeah. No, it was, uh, that was the only downside, but that had nothing to do with the film. Everyone just saw your face all flush. Yeah. And they just thought you were swooning. The takeaway here, theater people do seat maintenance from time to time because people aren't going to come to you mid show and go, uh, by the way, the ninth seat in <laughs> is they're not going to tell you that you need to send people in there to sit in every single seat and make a note of which ones need maintenance. Oh God, I want that job. Do you just go movie theater, movie theater, just sitting in all the seats, <laughs> making sure they're good enough. Yeah. Test drive the seats. I could do that. Okay, my recommendation, Alvis, the okay. movie. I do want to see that one. I couldn't tell. It was either going to be good or bad, so I'm glad to hear it's good. I liked it. I have two recommendations. Uh, one of them is the Shania Twain documentary oh, yeah. on Netflix right now. It came out like a week ago. It's interesting. I, I mean, I peripherally know Shania Twain. I know her from her monster hits, but... I didn't know like all of the backstory. Somebody else was telling me that it's a great documentary and I'm not a person, I'm not going to get in my car today and drive home from work 
listening to Shania Twain, but I respect what she's done. Yeah, I don't like country music at all. Yeah. And even her songs, you know, I appreciate how, like, how well she's done for herself, but I'm not going to just put on, man, that don't impress me much. <laughs> I'm not going to have that in my workout playlist. Yeah, but, you're not, but are you ever going to ask somebody, hey, whose bed have your boots been under? <laughs> I won't. No? I probably won't. But the fact that, you know, one of the best-selling artists of all time is a Canadian female, yeah. I think that's pretty awesome. And she does have an interesting story about, you know, her parents dying and how she got her start in Ontario, working in these small towns, and then how, you know, meeting Mutt Lang, who traditionally worked with ACDC and these rock Def bands. Def Leppard, yeah. And then— He has a very distinct sound. And he's the one that actually made her— explode. Mm -hmm. He was working with her when she made those huge songs in the 90s. They ended up getting married. He cheats on her with her best friend. Oh Oh, my. So she lost her husband and her best friend? Scandal. And she had Lyme disease. Oh. Which I did not know about. And it actually affects her ability to sing. She can't sing the same way she used to. You sure you're not talking? Didn't Avril? Avril had it too. Avril. They both had Lyme disease? Avril appears in the documentary as well. Ooh. But no, yeah, I had no idea. Shania Twain, she said she was horseback riding, got bit by a tick and boom. All of a sudden, she couldn't really sing anymore. She thought her career was over. Okay. So that's interesting. The Shania documentary. Okay, I do want to watch that. It is good. And it's like 90 minutes, too. So like it's not way, it's not way too long. That's how long documentaries should be. It was perfect. All movies should be 90 minutes, by the way. Yeah. And she still looks great, too. Ooh. Where does she live? Wasn't she living in Switzerland? Yeah, I don't think she lives in Canada. No? Okay. I don't think so. I, when I say, where does she live, that sounds like I wanted her address. Where exactly does she live? Can you give me the coordinates, please? What are the codes to her doors? Yeah. Uh, the other one is also on Netflix. Uh, it's four episodes. I know where you're going. It's the D.B. Cooper documentary. Did I tell you I'm watching that? Oh, you have started it. I'm three. I finished the third. I got one more to go. It's really well done. It is. And it's an interesting story. It's more like uh, the thing about this is it doesn't solve it. No, because there is no... The D.B. Cooper story is a fascinating story. Yes. And it's 50 years old. Yes. And if you just Google D.B. Cooper, read the first paragraph of the wiki page, you'll know what we're talking about. He hijacked a plane in the 70s. Uh, took a bunch of money, and then while the plane was flying, he jumped out the back. Yeah. And they never caught, caught him. No, and there's been all sorts of theories, all sorts of fingers have been pointed at certain people, but there is one guy in particular in this documentary that they're pointing at where you go, oh, that definitely is D.B. Cooper. Yeah, so the way it works, so it's four episodes. The first episode kind of describes the crime and why it's so yeah. fascinating even 50 years later, and one of the things is that he hijacked this plane but nobody was hurt. He let everybody off the plane. He let all the passengers off. They flew from Portland to Seattle. Yeah. That's when he passed a note to the stewardess saying that he had a bomb. They landed in Seattle. Everybody got off. Except for the flight crew. Except for the flight crew. They gave him his suitcase full of money. The plane then he ordered and it to four take parachutes. off again. And four parachutes. Yeah. Just in case a couple were fakes. Yeah. So then uh, he ordered the plane to take off again. And it was heading to Reno and partway between Seattle and Reno. Boop. He went out the back door. And they never found him. They never found any trace of anything, really. No stewardess was hurt. No No. passenger was hurt. And he just disappeared. And he didn't even keep all the money, apparently. No, he threw a bunch of it in a lake. Yeah. To, (laughs) I kid you not, to throw people off, to make it look like he drowned in the lake. So 50 years later, it's kind of hard to solve this crime. So like you said, the second episode, they really have this guy that they really like for it. 
But then uh, it's all the other conspiracy theorists who are also trying to find out who the real D.B. Cooper is, sort of trash-talking each other. Yeah, they all get stuck in their ways, and neither yeah. wants to believe that the other is right or wrong. And the Stylish, like it's done stylistically, too. Yeah, and it's, like, coo- it's cool how they explain it, Yeah, how it became such a big cult thing to the point that there are bars in the U.S. themed after this guy, and how they'll probably never find out who it was. And people have dedicated years of their lives trying to solve this thing. There have been so many D.B. Cooper documentaries, D.B. Cooper books, and podcasts about it. And I had totally given up on all of them because there was never an answer. And I wasn't even going to watch this one on Netflix until you told me about it and said it was a little bit different. It is a little bit different. And again, we're not spoiling anything. It's not, They don't find out really who it was. No. But they present the theories, and some of these theories are quite believable. Yeah, and the one they really focused on for that full episode, this yeah. rack straw guy. Yeah. He's an interesting guy who lived an interesting life and— Yeah, and you wonder, though, is he D.B. Cooper or does he just like the attention? Well, that was one of these things. It's like, you know, D.B. Cooper, he steals all this money. He was only like 200 grand he stole. Yeah, but they said in 1971 or whenever this was, that was the equivalent of a million bucks. Which still isn't like— I don't know if I would jump out of a, like a passenger jet. Because the problem is they had to slow— He jumped out at 500 miles an hour. Like that— that thing was hauling ass. Yeah. And so but they, he jumped out the back. So it's not like he would have clipped the side of the. So they had someone who knew how to parachute. Yeah. He had to know airplanes because he knew how to get out the back and then get away with this thing. This rack straw guy had military training, but was cut from the military a year before it happened. But mm-hmm. then in the years after the DB Cooper, he was arrested for murder. Stole and, an airplane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, so it's an interesting story. And so for four episodes, I think it's worth a watch. Is that a Garner and Bryce recommendation? Did we just do a team recommendation? Yeah. Yeah. Up top, Bryce. DB Cooper. Ow. You're listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. They're trapped in your phone forever. I'm not good at many things in this world. No. One thing I excel at, I could probably teach college courses on is how to spend money poorly. Oh, for sure you could. And I don't just mean buying dumb things. I mean buying, spending a lot of money on things that... No one will ever notice. No one notices or doesn't, you don't feel a difference. Like the most recent one for me was I had a huge staple in one of my tires. And because of my car that I I had to buy four new tires. And so that was $1,100 spent on something that doesn't make the car drive better. It doesn't make you go faster. It doesn't look better. It just... When when I was young and I was just broke, I had to spend $800 on new struts for my car. I didn't know what struts were. And this was pre-internet, so I couldn't just Google, what are struts? I actually had to go to the library. (laughs) I had to look through the Dewey Decimal System to find the automotive department so I could look up what are struts. And let me tell you this, when you pay $800 on struts and... Your paycheck is like $600. That sucks. Because nobody's ever going to go, hey, did you get new struts? Those are awesome. You have that new strut glow about you. Yeah. You have the new strut strut. (laughs) The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. It's on the internet where your Uncle Ron gets way too political. Got this text from Mike. This goes back to something we were talking about the other day. Um, When you have to spend big money... On some, and then nobody notices. Bryce had he, he had to buy a new tire for his car, 
Nobody notices that you got a new tire. And they're expensive. So Mike says, I had to pay $700 for new brakes in my car. The only noticeable difference is my new brakes are a little touchy. Can't they put a sign on my car or something? $700 feels like it just vanished out of my bank account. Yes, Mike, no one notices when you get new brakes. Like if you spent $700 on a haircut or a new coat, people would notice. But not brakes, struts. I had to spend a ton of money one year to have a, a power window fixed in the middle of winter. And no one notices when you spend $600 on a power window repair, especially in the middle of winter. You can't even drive around with your arm up on the window and people look over and go, wow, that guy's got power windows. I think it would be funny, though, if, you know, a company like Go Auto or something just gave you a giant sticker for your car to let you know that you just had an expensive repair done and then maybe other people would let you merge in front of them. Maybe they'd buy you a coffee and a drive-through or just give you a friendly honk. Because you're right, when you spend that kind of money, you want someone to notice. You're listening to The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Uh, Eric says, this is why people buying tires are cranky and people buying a new TV are pumped. Yes. Exactly. Totally. Uh, Blair, I dug a hole six feet deep so I could seal a foundation crack. crack. Not a huge expense, but the time it took, no one will ever notice my time and effort. Unlike if I had used that money to build a new deck. Yes. Agreed. Ugh. If you've ever replaced a hot water tank, like it, you might look a little different in the basement, but your hot water out of the tap feels exactly the same. Yeah, nobody's going to go into the bathroom, wash their hands and go, did you get new hot water? <laughs> feels better than your old hot water. There was one here and I can't find. Oh, here. Spending a ton of money and having no one notice. This summer, we had to put a new aeration system in our septic tank to the tune of $15,000. Wow. Only difference, more air bubbles in the tank, FML. FML must be that person's initials or something, right, Bryce? I think so. Yeah. Fifteen grand. Oh, on your septic tank? Yeah, that's a hard pill to swallow. How about you? Ever had to spend a ton of money on something and nobody noticed? Oh, someone texted, said, I feel the same way after I go to the dentist. Spend money, leave in pain. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of You could true. probably go downtown and for half the price, just give someone 200 bucks and have them punch you in the head. Save and it a would bit be, of money. And it would be time efficient because a punch to the head is like, what, half a second as opposed to an hour and a half? Yeah, you don't have to give up your afternoon for that. <laughs> My sister got a new hip, $20,000 in the States. Nobody notices when you got a new hip. Oh my God, Barb, is that a new hip? Did you get a new hip? Ah, these are good. Keep these coming. Huh, apparently FML is not his initials. Who knew? That is so weird. Who knew? I thought the person was FML. (laughs) It's the guy! Uh, Oh, this one. My ex-wife used to spend a fortune on bras, underwear, and nice lingerie, like hundreds and hundreds of dollars a month. I questioned her about it a couple of times because we couldn't really afford it. She said she just liked it. It made her feel good. I was like, okay, if it makes you feel good. Turns out it also made one of her male co-workers feel good. Ouch. 
Yeah. Uh, well, somebody was noticing it. It just might not have been you. <laughs> we got a free dog off of Facebook Marketplace. About three months later, the dog tore its cruciate ligament and cost us nearly $7,000 for two surgeries. Free dog. Oh, man. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Chantel from Bobo Town texted the show. And I love the way that Chantel has really latched on to calling Beaumont. That's where she lives, Bobo Town. We're trying to get that started, Bobo Town. When you tell people you're from Beaumont, I'm from Bobo Town. You know where that French restaurant is? It's where I live. Uh, Chantel says, when I was 20, I paid $125 for highlights in my hair. For context, this was 1998. I made about $7 an hour. Shout out to Zellers. It took three hours. I went to work preening like a peacock, only to have my boss, after getting uncomfortably close to inspect my hair, she was old and wore bifocals. She wasn't a creeper. She said, wow, those are subtle. How much did you pay? If I didn't point them out, no one would have noticed. That is the last time I paid someone to dye my hair. Thanks, Chantel. Uh, oh, this one. This is brutal. About seven years ago, there was a massive hailstorm. I had just bought a new car. I was driving down Calgary Trail and pulled over because the visibility was bad. The storm passed over, but it got hot immediately. As I was driving, I heard a large sound like a gunshot, but it was my sunroof cracking. I took it in, was quoted $6,000. I found I had no glass insurance. That was news to me. They found no hail damage on my car, so I was left with the bill. When I went to pick it up, the total was $8,000. You know, $2,000 for installation. I felt like throwing up. Oh, man, that is tough. Oh, yes, this is the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Wow! Uh, let me grab this quickly. Hi. Good morning. How are you? I am doing great. How about you? Good. I'm the gal with the uh, $6,000 sunroof. Oh! <laughs> What? So yeah, you you missed the hail, but the because of the how quickly the temperature fluctuated, your sunroof cracked and it was six grand to get a new one. Yeah, so I mean, I was caught in the hailstorm, like hail pelted my vehicle. Um, yeah, and then about half an hour later, just because I was I was actually right by Sonic, but going. Uh, south and I was just coming up to South Common and, and my brother and my daughter were with me and we just about passed out because it was such a large crack and I looked up and my sunroof um, had like imploded. Ooh, man, was so, it a good car though? Like It was a brand new yeah, car? It's a BMW. Oh, is that uh, why the sunroof was six grand and the installation was another two? Yeah, and then they misquoted me so when I went to get it they were like, oh my God and I'm like... Seriously, I'm driving this car into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> wow. When they told you it was going to be eight grand for a new sunroof, did you ever at one point just consider getting a sheet of plywood? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, and nobody ever walks by your car and goes, hey, did you get a new sunroof? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, nobody will ever notice that. And that's what we're talking about this morning. That one time you had to spend a pile of money on something and nobody even saw it. $8,000 for a sunroof. Yeah. Ooh, that is a tough one. 
Yeah, you and I were going out this afternoon to get matching BMWs. Whew, not now. <laughs> no, not after I hear those sunroof prices. A couple people uh, have texted in about dogs. Oh, this, yeah, this one here. Get a dog, they said. It will be great, they said. So great that she had to have surgery on both of her knees before her third birthday, $6,000 later, and she still chases the ball the same. I effing love this dog, though. Haha. Yeah, nobody notices that your dog got new knees. Oh, my God. Does Daisy have new knees? I think so. She's so bendy. Six grand. Oh, I was at my brother's place last night, and uh, he has one of those three-legged dogs. Oh, yeah. He's missing a rear leg. And I love that dog so much. Like, that is just an amazing dog. And I was saying, my brother even said, Hey, Garn, I highly recommend getting a three-legged dog. I'm like, why? And he goes, because they can't jump up on you. And then I realized, you're right. You can't balance on one rear leg. <laughs> so. That's a silver lining, I suppose. Yeah, she's an adorable dog, though. I've been thinking, too, about... Uh, the amount of money it costs to get a new roof on your house. Oh, yeah. And you can kind of, from the street, you can tell, like, oh, okay, it looks a little cleaner, a little nicer, but, you know, what are they, 10, 15 grand? Oh, yeah, they're expensive. For a new roof, and yeah. I don't no. know, it's gonna the inside of your house is going to feel exactly the same. People aren't going to be, you're not going to hear the chirp of tires as people hit the brakes to stop and admire <laughs> your new roof. No, and, no. It, and it is a big expense. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Somebody said, uh, we spent $5,000 on a teeth straightening thing for our son. It helps with the teeth before they get braces. A year later, when it was taken out, the orthodontist said it would be the most expensive Christmas ornament we have ever had. So we took the gross metal thing that was in my kid's mouth and we kept it as a Christmas ornament. What a beautiful story. That ranks right up there with, um, you know, Christmas Carol, the Grinch. Somebody else says, I have property in Manitoba. It's a small farm that I don't farm. I have a tractor for when I am there, about three times a year. It needed a new motor, $32,000. I might, It might see 25 hours a year put on it. Ooh. The bright side, though, I'll bet you're the only person in your social circle that has a tractor. I don't know any tractor people. You're a tractor person. That makes you special. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Uh, dogs. Hey, am I right? Expensive. Holy crap. Expensive I had no guys. idea. This Is this normal? This one right here. Um, my wife and I had a dog for nine years. For five of those years, we budgeted $800 a month for the vet. Ooh. What? That's a lot. 800 bucks a month, that's like nine or 10 grand a year, right? That dog needed a lot of glute therapy. <laughs> yes. The ongoing joke was one day we were going to show up at the vet and they were going to have a speedboat. It better be named Albie, Chris, and Sarah. I hope that your vet did get a speedboat and name it after your dog. Holy what a cow. nice tribute. Man, vet, like, oh. vets for dogs are expensive, but 800 a month, like, yeah, that dog must have been, <laughs> that's a lot. This one. Hey, happy Friday, Garner and Bryce. Recently, my brother's dog had some medical issues and they were looking at a surgery of upwards of $8,000. <laughs> I was telling my husband and kids about it and without missing a beat, my husband looked at our dog, apologized to him and said that he would just have to die. <laughs> oh, jeez. 
Our, our kids were horrified that their dad wouldn't fork over the dollars to save our dog's life. My husband's response, he pulled out his calculator and figured out, based on how much we paid for our dog, how many times we could buy a new dog for the same amount of money. Oh, my. Oh, it's like... A, <laughs> Sorry, Rex, you're going to die. The TI-83 has spoken. Thanks for listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly podcast. Theme music by Garner Andrews. Guests of the podcast stay in the dumpster behind the building in the rail yard. Classy.